Hello, everyone. This is Matthew Coughlin from the Jabroni Hour coming at you with a solo podcast. College basketball season is underway on November 6th. One of the best times of the year comparable to uh, first week of the NFL season and opening day of the MLB. And we got a lot to talk about. I want to go through the standings with you, the, the first 25 teams in the standings of this year the AP top 25 opening with Kansas Kansas lost to Arkansas um, last year in the tournament they are bringing back some big players day one Harris comes back to play point guard Kevin McCullough a big time scorer coming in at small forward KJ Adams is back to play power forward and Hunter Dickinson big transfer from Michigan kind of a DeMontis Sabonis type player is going to be their center. They're going to lose a lot of their scoring. Jalen Wilson is gone, uh, and Grady Dick was a great freshman last year. Those two players are gone, but they did refresh with a lot of talent, and uh, they should be poised to make another run this year. At number two, the Duke Blue Devils. They brought back a lot of talent with Tyrese Proctor and Jeremy Roach at the guard spots, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski at the forwards, and Ryan Young at center that's a great starting five plus all the new recruits they brought in they did lose a couple players like Dariq Whitehead who is definitely really good um, that they will miss but overall their team is pretty much completely intact and uh, Filipowski there being the big time star moving on to Purdue at number three this should come as no surprise um, because Zach Eady is returning the 7-4 center uh, is going to have another big season. Also returning is Fletcher Lawyer, uh, Braden Smith at the guard spots, and uh, they got themselves Mason Gillis back as well forward. Um, he's not terrible. For some reason, I've really never liked the Purdue brand of basketball, and I just I'm never really too high on them. Even though they went 29 and six last year, I just I don't know. They got upset in the first round by F- FDU. Um, I just, I'm not a big fan of Purdue, um, so we'll see how it goes. A team that I am really excited for is Michigan State, bringing back A.J. Hogard definitely helps Tyson Walker as well, uh, Matty Sasuko, but this team should be really good, a much better team than last year, 21-13, and 13, lost to Kansas State um, in overtime, 98-93, A.J. Hogard in that game dropped 25 points. Um, Walker had 16. The only uh, player that's not returning, Joey Hauser, um, was an impact player. He had 18 points in that game. Um, but Michigan State is far ahead of a lot of teams right now. Um, and they're right now second in the Big Ten. Moving on to number five, we got Marquette. Marquette, a really nice year last year. Actually got bounced by Michigan State as a two-seed in the tournament. Um, but they are going to bring back a lot of impact players and potentially one of the best players in the country, Tyler Kolick. Um, they also have Cam Jones. Those are their two guards. And then Oso Igadora was their big. Those are three really good players from last year. Expect them all to be in the race for some kind of award. Moving on, we got the UConn Huskies, um, another team in that Big East Conference. They're bringing back Andre Johnson, Tristan Newton uh, 
Alex Caraban, Donovan Klingon. I expect Klingon to be a big, big impact player. He's good to go for the opener after suffering maybe a, a little bit of an injury with the foot. Uh, he's 7-2. Um, he should have a big impact for a UConn team that's coming off of a uh, NCAA championship run. Moving on to number seven, we got Houston entering the Big 12 after being in the AAC for the last few years. They bring back Terrence Arsenault. They have a big addition from Baylor in the transfer portal with LJ Cryer, a double-digit scorer. They bring back Emmanuel Sharp, their ball handler, Jamal Shedd, um, Ramon Walker as well, some forwards, and Javier Francis and Jawan Roberts, who, feel, who has felt like he's been there forever, but he's a really good player. Um, yeah, so Houston should be good yet again, but facing Kansas in that Big 12 conference uh, should be pretty good matchups. But that Big 12 conference in general is just going to be really good. Same with the Big East. Um, and then we'll see about the Big 10 because what uh, they have Michigan State. Um, that we've talked about, and Purdue as well. Moving on to another Big East team, the Creighton Blue Jays. Trey Alexander comes back as another double-digit score. Baylor Shireman, same thing. He's really good. But the main piece they bring back is Ryan Kalkbrenner, the 7-1 center. Had a monster season last year. The only guy they lose is Nemhard, and that's obviously a huge loss, but three really good starters coming back for Creighton. Moving on to number eight. Number nine, excuse me, we have the Tennessee Volunteers. This is a team that played phenomenal defense last year, and they're bringing back a lot of players that made that happen, including Josiah Jordan-James, uh, Jemai Meshax, Santiago Vescovi, but uh, Zakai Ziegler is going to be the biggest one there. Ziegler is a phenomenal, phenomenal scorer and defender. Great two-way player, and I expect him to have a nice season. And then in the front court, they bring back Jonas Idu, who is not terrible, um, but look for Tennessee to be another impact team in the SEC. Moving on to number 10, this biggest surprise of last year's tournament, the FAU Owls, um, getting bounced by a buzzer beater in the final four at um, against San Diego State. But... FAU brings back Elijah Martin, who was a huge scorer in uh, the tournament. Um, he should be pretty good yet again. And they also bring back Golden, their center. Moving on to number 11, it's Gonzaga, who got bounced by UConn, the eventual champions, in a not competitive game. 82-54 to 54 was the final score of that one, but they are bringing back Nolan Hickman. They are getting Ryan Nemhard uh, from Creighton. That's a big, big addition. Um, and then in the front court, they bring back Anton Watson, uh, who should be an X-factor for this team. At number 12, Arizona Wildcats. And they have another huge addition in the transportal, uh, transfer portal with Caleb Love, um, the ex-North Carolina guard. Uh, he is a little bit of a chuck, I, I will say. Um, his shooting percentages last year were not great. Um, but I'm thinking he's going to have a bounce back season with Arizona. Uh, they bring back Pelle Larson as well. And then Henry Visar and Umar Balo in the front court. Balo being a big, big piece last year. Um, and had some injury issues in the tournament. That's one of the reasons they lost so early. 
Miami, another Final Four team making an appearance in the top 25. They bring back Nigel Pack and Wuga Poplar in the guard spots and uh, Norchard, Norchard uh, Amir in the front court. They are losing Miller and Wong. Those are two huge players last year. Both of them are fantastic, and they're in the NBA now. Um, Miller, I believe, is a clipper, and Wong is a pacer. Um, those are two really phenomenal players to lose, but they still have Pack. They still have Poplar. They still have Omer. They'll be okay uh, for the most part. They're at number 13. Number 14, Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is another one of those surprise teams beating Kansas, moving on to the Elite Eight. They did lose some big players, Nick Smith. Um, being one of them, um, and Anthony Black. But they have L. Ellis they got in the transfer portal. They have Traymon Mark, who they got in the transfer portal. And Trayvon Brazil is back from his ACL tear. That's a huge player. I think if they had him, um, they could have definitely won the whole tournament. Uh, and then Makai Mitchell and Jalen Graham return as well. And uh, did I say Devo Davis? Devo Davis, big piece um, in the guard spot. Point guard, definitely definitely an impact player. Don't know why I glossed over him. The uh, A&M Aggies, another SEC team, are back with their best player, um, Wade Taylor, and their second best player, Tyrese Radford, returning Henry Coleman in there as well, along with Julius Marble. That's four starters that are absolutely phenomenal players that they are bringing back. That makes them automatically a top 15 team. Moving on, we got Kentucky, another SEC squad. Um, they should get help from the freshman, DJ Wagner, um, but they have Antonio Reyes returning, Adu Thierro as well. And then in the front court, Ugana and Yenso is returning as well. We saw a little bit of him last year. Looks like he could be an Oscar Shibway type player, um, defensively especially. Moving on to San Diego State, bringing back Lamont Butler, Micah Parrish, and uh, Jaden Ledee. Some good players they bring back. I don't know. I don't think San Diego State's going to be in the top 25 for the whole season. I think they definitely have a down year uh, compared to what they did last year. Moving on to another SEC team soon. It's another Big 12 team, actually. It's the Texas Longhorns. They got a huge transfer portal. Oral Roberts star Max Abmus is going to Texas to join Tyrese Hunter and uh, Dylan Mitchell, uh, Dylan DeSue in the Longhorns state of Texas. Um, should be a pretty good squad. They're in at number 18. Uh, number 19 is UNC. They're always a threat to be in that top 25. They bring back RJ Davis. They bring back Armando Baycott. Um, they should be just fine. Um, always pretty decent. Number 20, we have the Baylor Bears. Baylor's bringing back Langston Love, Jalen Bridges, Caleb Lohner, Josh Ajuana, Ajuana I think is how you pronounce it, and uh, Jonathan Chachua-Chuchua, who coming off of ACL tear didn't have all that good of a year, didn't play all that much. I think this year after a full year of rehab, he should be back to what he was before the injury. Um, at least we hope so. That's another good Big 12 team coming in at number 20. A surprise team on here, USC is coming in at number 21. Um, 
I did not think they would be on this list, but they did bring in Isaiah Collier, a huge uh, get for them. They also bring back Boogie Ellis and then Bronny James being a big X factor who we don't know much about. Obviously had that scary chest injury um, with the heart. Um, So we'll see what happens there. I think it's a little early to rank them in the top 25. They're relying heavily on two freshmen and Boogie Ellis. Those are three guards who all are going to want the ball. Um, so we'll see how that dynamic works out. Um, but that's that's the number 21 squad right now. Coming in at number 22 is a kind of a disappointing team last year in Villanova. Um, I thought they should have made the tournament based on the run that they had near the end of the season. I think they're always a threat no matter how... Um, bad their regular season was because I feel like their coaching is just so good that um, they definitely have a chance anytime. They're bringing back Chris Argodiakono, Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, um, and then they're bringing in Lance Ware from Kentucky. It's it's not a bad squad, um, but they're coming in number 22. And then St. Mary's at number 23. They had a pretty good year last year. Ended up with a number five seed in the tournament to lose to UConn. Um, they should be they're pretty their team is pretty much intact they should be a decent squad this year i don't know if they i don't think they get around that five seed again um i would say most likely not and then coming in number 24 is one of the best teams in the nation last year in alabama um but they lost a lot of players um they're gonna they brought brought back uh rylan griffin uh, mark sears uh, nick pringle so some some good players from last year. Uh, Mark Sears being the center of that, but this team is going to be a big step back of what they were last year. And then number twenty five to cap it all off is the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Um, they actually do bring back a couple players, Terrence Shannon uh, and Coleman Hawkins being the big highlight. Dane Danger is back as well, but those first two that's going to be where your scoring is at. Terrence Shannon. Obviously, very good guard. And then Coleman Hawkins in the front court should be um, an improvement on what he did last year. So automatically, that makes them a threat with two high-octane scores. Um, so they should be pretty good. But we are excited for the season to get underway. Um, it should be a pretty good year. I mean, looking at like just the top... 25 there's a lot of good teams there's a lot of good experience and a lot of things happen in college basketball it's very unpredictable um but to open up the season all the teams uh, in the top 25 are usually going to play some not so good teams the game i want to highlight early i know this game will already be played by the time this airs but on november 7th auburn is going to be taking on number 20 baylor um Currently, it is a one and a half point favorite for Baylor, um, but Auburn is not a team to sleep on. They were good last year. They bring back Janai Broom, who was definitely the best player on that team last year. Um, and then I don't see that little guard Wendell Green. I think on the roster, so I'm guessing he is gone. But Janai Broom is a beast for uh, anyone to handle. So I think that's that's the best game of the first two days. Um, Arizona-Mississippi State should be a pretty decent game as well. Um, there's just a lot of like good teams. Um, so like a lot of the teams outside the top 25 are going to be pretty solid squads as well. Um, 
but like Wake Forest, Georgia should be a decent game. I'm curious to see what UCF has against Miami and what, what Ohio State has against Texas A&M. But the biggest game of the week is going to be on November 10th when number 12 Arizona takes on number two Duke. I think that's going to be like the first real uh, matchup of top 15 teams. That should be the best game of the week, I believe. Um, look, Just looking briefly at the schedule. I would have to say that's the best game uh, by a landslide. That should be a great one to watch, though. Umar Balo uh, in there. No Derek Lively, obviously, for Duke. Um, so it sh this should be a fun week and a fun season in college basketball. Thank you all for tuning in to this podcast. I am Matthew Coffin. If you like hearing my voice, which I hope you do, tune into the Jabroni Hour every Tuesday night from 8 to 9 p.m., we have a couple other studs on the broadcast as well. We talk a lot of football. Um, I wanted to highlight college basketball a little bit because that is one of the best sports in the world. Uh, it's so entertaining to watch. Um, so I definitely recommend if you aren't a big college basketball fan to try to dive in this season, it's never a bad time to try to watch something new. And college basketball has truly has it all. Um, it is one of the most exciting sports to watch and one of the most evenly balanced sports to watch a lot. Um, of the time. So thank you all for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.